Welcome back to the Beers and Steers podcast. It is episode one of the 2020 season, and damn, it feels good to be back. It's a little weird, but we're back, so who cares? As long as we're doing this, I'm happy. It's for the people. We were getting constantly asked whenever we were with together that so many times the past six months, but whenever we were around someone who is aware of beers and steers, they would constantly ask, are you going to do that? Are you like, yes, of course we're doing it. It's not a dependent on whether there's football or not. It's more just a dependent on whether we want to actually do it. We came up with several other, um, topics that we could have talked about, such as, uh, beers and fears are our, our biggest fears. That would have been an episode. What was a couple other one beers and rears our favorite butts. Um, <laughs> right. We had a couple other um, beers and queers. We're going to have. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say it. Well, we we're going to have on uh, as someone of the uh, homosexual, you know, and talk with them. I think that would be hilarious and funny. I mean, we wouldn't do it in a mean way. We'd be very educational about it and everything. But regardless, it's beers and steers. It's normally how it is. We are having college football. It's an obligation, and here we are. It's a little bit different. We're missing two out of our five best friends, but we're still going to be doing it. So, you know what? I'm just happy. I'm just happy we're here. I'm glad to say that you and I have been practicing all COVID social distancing policies in terms of doing a podcast for like four years now. That's actually a good point. We should be rewarded for it. That's what the Trump buck should go to, is not do you make less than $70,000? Do you have a semi-successful podcast that makes no money yeah it was and very disappointing socially... being, it was very disappointing getting denied by the irs that was unfortunate oh mr i make more than 70 grand wow okay no i was talking about uh, the company we were we were gonna get the ppp oh oh yeah yeah fuck we should have registered as an llc damn wow we really missed out on that one dang it and then we could have gotten a loan oh, oh wow okay we regret that one but Regardless, back to step one. It is Beers and Steers week one, and that means one thing. John, what's the beer of the week? Uh, beer of the week is the only beer I have in my house right now, which is uh, Hard Car by St. Arnold's, and it is a great beer. If That's you your are, favorite, right? That's one of yours. For St. Arnold's, my favorite is Amber Ale. It is mm. like my go-to beer when I'm at Minute Maid. But, really? Um, don't have it available right now, but Hard Car is the uh, – choice um for this week uh from the houston side what about the north texas side the summer pill st arnold's is one of my top five favorite summer beers um yeah yeah no, st sorry. arnold's is like consistently good there's nothing like you know they don't do the car bog game where they you know Sell get bought out and whatnot but uh st arnold's great great brewery good spot to go check out on the weekends yeah the uh Beers and Steers North Headquarters Beer of the Week is the Wild Acre Brewing, our good friends at Wild Acre. Um, Imagine the, that. The Agave Americana. It's a Echo Connector Agave y Lima. And, and I've got a little bit of Tahin up top. Shout out our friends at Ta Traveling Tahin. That would be a great collab if we could get Beers and Steers and Traveling Tahin together. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going on right now. I had a Pretty terrible day, so we're just gonna have a few beers and talk football, and we're gonna forget about it. So, how is the uh, student life treating you? Student you know, you're life. Now you're back to being a student and doing a podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. I never have had a podcast while not being a student, or while. Uh, there yeah. we go. Did I say that right? I don't know. You kind of lost me, but you never have been a student while also having a podcast. Bingo. While you have people Bingo, forget, Bongo. John was in the first the first season of Beers and Sears. John was actually still in school, um, four and a half years, uh, but the uh yeah it's it's weird it's interesting it's um it's cool being on campus it's not at texas they denied me but that's okay um, <laughs> um, damn it if they're listening to this all you fuckers at mccombs why don't you go okay. suck one um, anywho well, that's true mccombs does suck but okay back on back on topic instagram go follow it please go talk to someone shout out cmo she's been doing a great job she's been working very hard she hasn't uh, done anything she's been working very hard john it's better to say that than the opposite please go follow the instagram please interact with it please send us pictures shout out james wool james wool sends me about one beers and steers picture a week all throughout quarantine because i think he's drank more lukewarm beers and throughout quarantine than anyone else so every time he's doing that he actually sent me a pretty good 
a picture. We need to post it. We're going to save it for a few weeks. But his uh, one of his, I think it's his cousin, is a walk-on quarterback at OU, and he uh, forced him to uh, hold oh, yeah. a, a beer with a beer and Sears koozie on. So that was awesome. Thank you, James. You were by far our uh, yeah, most shout frequent. Out to, shout out to everyone who, who – yeah, no, I, I love the frequency. But shout out to everyone who – Randomly, we'll pull out the uh, beers and steers because when we're around. Shout out to uh, Jekko when we were playing golf the other day. He just had it in the uh, the old golf bag. It's really fun when all that stuff kind of pops up. So wait, um, we need to back up. Please continue. We need to back up to off-topic beers and steers things. I was gonna say is that back in February, was it in February when you proposed? It was January 31st, and thank you for not remembering. Ah, I was close. I was one day off. Our Beers and Steers family is pending growing by one. So yeah, we're like, uh, yeah, we definitely are pending status right it's now. It's still pending. It's not. Yeah. That's not for sure. No, um, we are we are growing the group by one. Um, the family's growing by one. Next February. So, um, so if you're in Houston around February 6th, just give us a shout. Yeah, hopefully football. You know, we were uh, actually planning for a non-football season wedding, and when this all like you know whole COVID, <laughs> yeah, COVID that thing happened, it was gonna like punt back to the spring. I was like, Jesus Christ, my life is just. I remember, I remember talking to Ashley. She was like, the one year that I can't have a. I mean, I married the one guy who refuses to have any wedding in the fall, and the one year that we, you know, if this is. Might be pushed to the spring. Knowing my luck, it's going to be fucking OU weekend or something. Yeah. <laughs> we would have Fletcher's corn dogs there. If oh my god! Can you imagine what that would? It wouldn't be a wedding. It'd be a carnival. It'd be. It'd be. It'd be awesome. But <laughs> be yeah, no, we are. Uh, we are growing the family. Growing the family by one. What? I kind of wanted to get pushed to the spring right now. Just, right, uh, now, just so that we could have the uh, the beers and Sears carnival. I mean, we would have to sponsor. I mean our logo would be all over that wedding. I don't care what Ashley says. I'd, I'd run in there in midnight and deadbolt it to the walls. <laughs> the whole dance floor was like a big logo. I stewarded out the rehearsal dinner. Oh, I don't know. I saw him running out with a drill and some massive signs. Yeah, Bad traffic on 45. You yeah, couldn't be yeah. done. We'll be there in a second. But anyways, getting <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, so that's happening. And uh, no, you're uh, you're a student. So life is changing. Life is, yes. Hashtag 2020. How much has changed since like our last episode is a lot, which is uh, not, see, e- not even, not even culture related just between us two. Um, uh, let's see. I broke my wrist. That was fun. Yeah. Biking. That was good. Had my car stolen. That was another thing. Yeah. yeah. Geez, dude. Okay. We're off the rails. Bought a, bought a house, but now we're moving in the right direction. That's true. Um, um, but beers and Sears, but we are setting up a TV right now that is going to be movie theater style for all football games that are going to be happening in two days. So I'm yep. very excited. We've got, we've, got, we've got it back. Um, I can't uh, believe it, man. I didn't think this day would actually be here like two months ago. I'm not going to lie. No, so. I agree with you. I was a little worried, but it's one of those things like once you jump out the window, you're you're going to be fine, hopefully. We'll get into that later. Don't worry. Um, back to beers and steers. Follow the Insta. Shout out CMO. We already went over that. Voicemails. Voicemails are very much still a thing, regardless of CMO's lack of a post this week. Voicemails are definitely a thing. I want to hear your thoughts on everything, and John does too. 802-487-6107. 602-487-6107. Please leave us voicemails. That's one of our most favorite parts of um, the year. This is everyone's notice. Who is everyone that's listening? We are going to be also reinstituting the call a random fan of the week and ask them stupid questions. So you got to be on your toes. You got to be ready. I'll give you no heads up, but Wednesday and Thursday nights, keep, or keep your phone near you. They're a standard. Wait, so are we calling someone today? I mean, we can. I don't care. Okay. That'd be fun. Um, one last thing. There's a, we might try a new wrinkle this year. We have, uh, Thanks to uh, Southern Methodist University and my tuition, we have access to Zoom Pro, which allows you to broadcast live on YouTube. We're not doing it this week, obviously. We might test run it in the next couple weeks for the select few diehard listeners, but we are planning to do it the week of OU. Web. So, so, <laughs> don't say his name. Oh, and, the first, first shout out to Web. There's over <laughs> under on like 30 this year. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so keep an eye out for that. That Wednesday, Thursday night before the week before OU, keep an, keep your schedule clear. Okay. The night before the week before OU, you kind of no, lost me. Then, the, sorry, Wednesday or Thursday night, the week of OU. Oh, god! Is that like the seventh and eighth? That was good grammar. Thank you. I go to grad school. All right. <laughs> Football time. So we, uh, I guess we're playing football. They say football. The oh no, we're not going to jump into that game yet. I guess we want to we'll talk the off season. season. Let's talk the off season stories before we, we jump into that. We got a new offense coordinator. We got a new defense coordinator. Um, Chris Ash is the defense coordinator. He was previously the head coach at Rutgers. He was also the defense coordinator of Ohio State back in 2014 when Thomas J. Herman was the offense coordinator and wheeled a third string quarterback to the national championship. Chris Ash did not do well at Rutgers. There's no downplaying that. But I don't think I think you could put Nick Saban at Rutgers and he'd probably be do terrible too. It's tough to kind of it's tough to it's tough it's a pl- tough place to recruit, it's a tough place to play. There's not a lot of support. You know what I mean? I I, th- I do think he's a good coach. I do think he's fairly proven. I don't think he's a great he's not he wouldn't be a great uh, you know head coach, but I do think he can be a competent defensive coordinator. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's Mike Yersich, offense coordinator. He kind of became got his name known for being the offense coordinator for uh, Oklahoma State back when he was uh, coaching up. Y'all remember Corn Dog Taylor Cornelius and how this basically one-legged white boy ran all over us, even though he wasn't that fast, and uh, absolutely torched Texas. What was that three years ago? Yeah, it feels like yesterday, but yeah. This was the guy calling the place for that. He's kind of an up-tempo, a little more up-tempo um, than what we're used to. A little bit more spread, you know, true spread, running gun. I'm not calling him Mike Leach, but he's kind of the perfect blend of the of the air raid and the Tom Herman RPO, kind of keep it tight, but would also kind of spread it out. Um It'll it'll be interesting. It's pretty unprecedented to have a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator while also having the same head coach that you've had for the past couple of years. I, I mean, I think they're great hires, don't get me wrong, but that's a lot of question marks. Yeah, there's a lot of new regimes. Um, and, you know, it kind of it makes you uncomfortable because, you know, it was like a Tom Herman knew this was like the time to – he needed to – improve or it's not going to work out with Tom. So it just adds kind of another element of pressure on Tom himself because now he's cleaned house um, and it's, it's really on him now. So right. I think that, that dynamic is, is nerve wracking in terms of from a fan's perspective, knowing that if, you know, this, I think this season is all pretty much an asterisk and no one can be judged for anything going on this year. But, you know, if this, if these two regimes do not work out, um, and over the next two, maybe two and a half years, you're probably starting to question the whole head coach situation too. So no, I agree we're going to see how it works out. Yeah, and it's tough to say, but I mean, with the, with the talent that you've had and you've been lacking this quarterback for this many years and then he gets dropped in your lap and you kind of waste him like this and you're known for being an offensive guy, then the questions really start getting asked. The one thing that he has on his side is that there's an athletic budget that has been slashed by about 60% on a, you know, possible, that's a really safe basis. Um, he's got a pretty heavy buyout. I mean, he could lose a lot of games this year and still probably not get fired purely because of an economical standpoint. Yeah. There, no one can afford that right now. No, there's an, you're going to, that's actually an interesting study on like, you know, if someone did really poorly this year, versus like that similar record in the past and how that, you know, had yeah. firing no. versus this year. Right. Yeah. No, you're going to see a lot of, you just got to stick it, stick through it and give him another shot, which is annoying, but we're going to talk about that later and how we don't think that's going to happen. But anyways, what um, else happened this year? Josh Moore got caught with a gun. Um, I think he got cleared of everything. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, we that, do need more. We need some more of that stuff. You know, that was you bad. Know. Yeah, we kind of missed those days back in the you know mid two thousands when Mac was maybe getting a little loose with the recruiting. Um, but hey, you won a national championship, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> in pure TMZ reporting, there's rumors that Ellinger already had the corona, 
Which, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I mean, he probably did have it, but don't. I, no. I don't. I, I. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. I know, but I've, herd mentality or herd immunity. Sorry. There you go. Good job. I've I've, I've watched the news. Um, or a herd mentality too. That might work. Yeah, that might actually work too. Actually, that hasn't worked here. But yeah, Sam. I mean, that. You know, it'd be nice to know that we don't lose our quarterback all year. I mean, because who would yeah. have like freaking Casey Thompson go up against OU if Sam has COVID? <laughs> That's scary. I mean, if it's That'd one game, you might as well just roll out Hudson Card, which we'll get to. Um, no Big Ten, no back tw- no Pac-12 because of the rounds, which is – it's really more sad than anything. I mean – Did you I, see that little video made by like – it was like the guys wearing the conference shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so funny. Was like, so who's funny. coming with me? Yeah. I mean – it, it it's not it's not a full season if both those conferences aren't playing. Even I know the Pac-12 has sucked in the past couple of years, and Oregon's like the only team that's done anything well since the playoff got started. Or are they the only Pac-12 team that's made the playoff? I think so. Yeah, um, Utah was close last year, and then oops. Correct. And it, it sucks. It's not part of it, as we mentioned at the beginning. You know, you're missing two of your good buddies. But you just got to kind of press on. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the the Big Ten at least plays a few games. I don't know what that looks like or how that kind of pans out. That's way above whatever we're going to talk about, being idiots. But Dude, if they actually, like, rolled back in, they're going to look like the biggest wussies of all time. Being like, oh, no, we're not playing. And then, you know, going against their word. I mean, there's <laughs> – I, you know, I think the biggest thing is that it's just so unfair to some of the players that are on those teams versus the guys oh, who are yeah. targeting to play. Like the discrepancy in terms of like experience and all that. It's just, I don't know. It's this. Like you feel for regular college students, and then you feel about these players that like it really affects their professional and how much money they'll actually make in their lives. It, no, it's, it's, it's it affects their their true personal value, yeah. but. Um, Whatever, Pac-12 is – I'm going to miss Pac-12 after dark, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, missing chasing that over. Um, I Col- love Arizona Arizona State, like Oregon, on like 11 o'clock at night when you're so uncomfortably oh, yeah. full from drinking beer all day. Yes. You stumble back after the Texas game. You're like, wait, it's only the second half. I can still get to the live line on the second half over. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> you wake up like, damn it. Yeah, you're like, wait, I thought I won 100 bucks yesterday. Why am I down 200? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Anywho. Playoff. I, I, right now, it seems like they're all steam ahead. But, I mean, the, what does that look like? Yeah, how? And in three months, what does that look like? Nobody knows the answer to that, obviously. Um, I think the odds are probably pretty bad. Um, I would, If I had money, I would not bet that we even get to the bowl season. But Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll get to that. John's John's there's thoughts. a lot of bidding to that well there's going on here well I mean okay do you want to get into it why didn't why do you not think that it's gonna happen basically oh okay there's like kind of like a pandemic thing you know, I've never that. heard of it but um no I, I just think it's it's gonna become so logistically I get that. I impossible get to complete this season um I think there's so many factors maybe maybe they do do conference I guess what I'm getting to is I think there'll be conference champions and it's gonna be nearly impossible to do bowls or how do you realign all the bowls in terms of like who goes where it's just it's it's but what about the like, tax slayer <laughs> what's gonna happen uh, to that john i don't know the, the zaxby's heart of dallas bowl i'm like blanking on every bowl name like ever <laughs> all, all i can think of is like tostitos fiesta bowl because like my favorite thing the pinstripe um, pinstripe bowl I just, I, just, I just threw you off so bad. I'm sorry. No, I, no I, I really just don't think it's – it's. well, even look at the financial aspect of it. There's no – that's not fair to some cities to be able to like, keep their bowl game. But the other ones, like how do you – how do you who is it to say? Is it the NCAA or is it the individual conferences that get to select? If I had to guess, the SEC is going to get to freaking select everything because they control it all. So The, the bowl game so. thing is a little more autonomous. You know, I feel like – Oh, good word. Thank you. I feel like if the – you know, not the playoff bowls, but any of the other bowls like wanted to play and they could find two teams to do it. They're going to do it just so that they can sell it and on ESPN and get picked up and get airtime, you know, whatever. They can make some money off of it. I think it's more likely to see there's only a playoff, if you know what I mean, like just the playoff teams, if we even get there. But even then, it's like, 
Ohio State's right now is not going to be in it. You know, whatever. Whoever the Big Ten team was not going to be in it, and if the Pac-12 had a team, they're not going to be in it. Do you really right. count it? Like, I, I get with all these other leagues, there's really not much of an asterisk. I, I don't think there is. Um, this if, if the NFL plays the full season. But with college football, it's a lot different because it's like taking away, you know, two-fifths of any league and being like, oh, no, you're the champion. I'm like, eh, that doesn't feel right. No, I agree, but we're just going to go with it. Let's go back to Texas. Um, so we got the depth chart for the season or for the oh, start. Let's go over the schedule real quick. Oh, shit, sorry. Schedule. Uh, the minors this week, which we will get, uh, touch on later. Bye next week. First off, just you know, quick, quick overview. Three buys, which is what we like to call apple picking season. That's the week, and you're like, hey – Hey honey, like you know, we should we should go apple picking. We should we should go do something, not sit on the couch and watch football all day. You know, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. You got three of those this year, so you're good on that. Um, by next week, a lovely, lovely little Saturday. Exactly, Bed Bath and Beyond. Maybe we'll have time. Maybe I don't know. I may not have time. At Tech, the 26th. Then the next week, TCU at home. And the next week is OU at the Cotton Bowl. Whether there's people at that or not, who knows? That's Another topic we'll get to like three weeks from now. Then another bye, which is great. After those three stretch of those games, a a bye would be huge. Then Baylor on the 24th at home at Oklahoma State on guess what day? Halloween, of course. Halloween. Of course. West Virginia then the following week at home. Then your last bye, then at Kansas, Iowa State the 28th, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And then Kansas State um, the following weekend. Purple Wizard. Uh, so, getting back to the depth chart, they released the depth chart, and it was a little bit of a shocker. I feel like in the past few years, Herman's been pretty conservative and has pretty much put the uh, the seniors or the upperclassmen who you think would be starting in front. But this year was a little bit different. Um, what did you see that kind of you know jumped out at you? I mean, first one, uh, obviously, Tariq Black coming over from Michigan. Um, I guess he's just really excelled in, in camp and jumping over Brendan Eagles, who really kind of became a pretty dominant receiver last year. That one kind of stuck out to me. Um, and then uh, a <laughs> second note is now Nolan Void with Jake Smith getting hurt. Yeah. But if we can get to that now, um, he is, what's the story on him? Yeah, it looks like he had a hammy tweak. Um, they say that it's not too bad, but I would I would be surprised if we see him in September. It's a hamstring is one that always kind of flares up, even without contact. You know, that's something that can flare up with contact or without contact, and especially in a wide receiver, you know, might seem a little, you know, necessary. So yeah, I would be really surprised if we uh, if we saw him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think about basically. I think about him and Jordan Winnington, and then you know, how do you give both guys those you know enough touches when they're both playing? Which now that has been solved with one of them getting hurt, but mm. you know, Devin Duvernay's touches are going to have to be you know divided up to somebody, and those two guys have a true opportunity to really stand out this year. So, looking forward to that uh, from the running back position to we'll see if Keontae can build off of the um, the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. I guess the momentum that he somehow pulled out of his ass. That was that unbelievable. Was incredible. So much fun. Yeah. Um, and then you see if Roshan has – is Roshan going to be a sophomore this year? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you see if he has a sophomore slump. But if he does, what that means for Bajan Robinson? Um, you know, I don't. I just don't know what – I mean, it, from an athletic and just how big he is, he seems ready for college. I just don't know yeah. what the lack of practice um, against the – college level defense, you know, being our defense, which is so good, uh, whether he's ready or not to be on the field. So yeah, that's really on offense. What was kind of what stood out to me. Yeah. I agree with you on, on Bijan. That'll be fun to see. I mean, how much does he play this year? It will be kind of a question mark and it'll probably, you know, have a lot to do with health of Roshan and Keontae, especially Keontae, just cause we've seen him, um, be injured in the past, but yeah, he's shown flashes and especially on his, uh, high school highlight tape you can see him just fly and he supposedly looks great in camp um on the defensive side of ball chris Adamora at the 
spur position, which is kind of a funky thing we'll get into um, with the defense, kind of the outside linebacker, safety, nickel, hybrid, kind of a weird Chris Ash uh, position. But, yeah, him, him yeah, starting. Yeah, I, like really, I was confused by all those terms. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so basically Chris Ash is going to be running a 4-2-5, so four down linemen, two linebackers, five DBs. You've got your two corners, your two safeties over your top, and then you have what he calls the spur DB. That's the fifth DB. And it's basically basically going to be lined up on the strong side, or sorry, you know, the field side most of the time, and you're kind of an outside linebacker more than you are a safety. It's a little different than how Orlando ran it with kind of the, the box safety, running a two high safety and then one in the middle. This guy is a little bit more not over the middle, more shaded to the field side, more towards the open side. That's kind okay. of that's kind of his uh, what 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 Ash wants his ideal spur to be. So we see like overshone or overshone in that. No, position? no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be out of more right now. Uh, Overshone's firmly locked into that linebacker position, which is an interesting to think. I mean, that alone, you know, just. A year ago, if you have told me that, I'd be like, oh, I don't know about that. Is he big enough? Is he strong enough? But supposedly throughout camp, he um, looked good enough to handle that linebacker position. And I think a lot of that's going to come from having the four down linemen and having the defensive linemen that we have that are all very, very good and talented, being able to cover up and just let him kind of run loose and use the speed to his advantage. Uh other kind of surprises, I mean, I know I've been big on Josh Thompson in years past, but seeing him as a starting corner is still kind of surprising, especially over Jalen Green. Jalen Green has all of the athletic talent in the world, just you know couldn't put together mentally, which is another story. But I, I, it's obviously going with the seniority and the, the standard, but I still kind of question it. And What I, was Josh Thompson's uh, injury last year? Gosh, uh, I want to say hamstring, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, I can't remember either. And then BJ Foster not starting or not on the starting depth chart it was a little bit of a surprise, but yeah, with how with how dinged up he's been, been, don't be surprised if he is played plays close to fifty percent of the defensive snaps. That's that's not out of the realm at all. Um, That'd be disappointing. I think a, a big question, but going back to the offense, it's like who's who's the main tight end? Who's the we all know how much Herman loves to use that tight end as kind of a blocking H back. Who's that guy? I think Jared Wiley's probably the favorite, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of Cade Brewer as well. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I guess that was kind of a position last year. It just really fit, fell into the shadow, and, and yeah, because you didn't really. <laughs> have, they were all hurt, and none of them were experienced. It was just kind of. Cool. Yeah, and you came off of that Andrew Beck year, which was right. just like the most ideal yeah, thing exactly. ever um, with perfect. Sam. Like he, he, I think, made Sam's sophomore year what it was. Well, yeah, sophomore year. No. Yes, no, there we right. go. You're right. Um, um, yeah, that was that was such a luxury to have. Um, so it really needs to kind of become more of a prominent uh, role and position again. So what's the, who's the one guy on offense that you think will kind of break out and come out of nowhere? So, again, I kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, someone's got to have to take the touches, all of yeah, take all of uh, Devin DuVernay's touches this year. I, I really think Jordan Whittington's going to be the one who kind of, you know, flashes out of nowhere, even though we all knew about him coming out of high school. And then he had that unfortunate injury last year. Was that in the first game? Yes. Wow. Um, ideally, that was, you know, doesn't happen again. But – uh, I think he's going to be the one who really stands out this year and kind of, you know, is like, it's kind of the guy we're talking about on a, on a weekly basis. You know, what two years ago is uh, Will Jordan was like the constant, like we were just constantly, you know, tongue out. Just like this guy's amazing. Last year, Duvernay was the right. man and who got completely ripped by not being, what was it? Like in the, even invited to. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was unbelievable and then he would like went off in the alamo bowl so mm-hmm. anywho there always seems to be this guy even though we kind of like anticipate uh duvernay to find it but it, it's just this one guy from that receiver core that just you know goes absolutely off so yeah and the new offense should obviously help that um as well uh i think for me everyone knows that i'm a big o-line guy but 
Kersetter moving the center, I think, will cover up a lot of his inefficiencies that we've seen of him not being able to move but still being able to be very physical. And having him at center, having a veteran guy, good snaps, watching the clock, being able to pick up protections, being able to call up protections, I think it's going to be a huge, huge advantage that will probably be a little bit undersided um, to the casual yeah, no, fan. No one cares. Yeah, nobody cares. I know. I do. So I think he's the one guy that will you won't you, you probably won't be like, Oh my god, Cursetter played so well that game. But you would definitely notice if it was the opposite. Uh one one thing on the on the guy on the defense on the literally the exact side opposite of the ball is Keandre Coburn. I think he is going to be an absolute freak. He is yeah. very, very big. Everyone knows how big he is. He's basically 320 pounds or something like that and can move like crazy very high motor he's gonna be like that next like big big boy like the puna four i think he is is no i really i I really do because he he moves as well as puna and he's bit as big as you know like a malcolm brown or someone like that i was literally about to say like it's honestly started with malcolm and then we had uh god dang it uh, what was that guy's name uh ridgeway yeah hassan ridgeway And then it was Keon. Oh, no, it was uh, Puna. I want to say it was someone before Puna. Malcolm Brown. No, Chris Nelson. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a, almost like a little fraternity of, of D tackles that are like gnarly. No, I agree, and I think he's the guy that's really going to jump off, and don't be surprised when he like you know is possibly getting drafted next year. I'm really proud of that memory I just had, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, for the defensive yeah, side, me, um, I kind of hinted at again, hinted at it earlier, but you you kind of hit at uh, Eddie Moore. I'm really hoping Overshawn. I don't even know how to say his name correctly, honestly. Mm-hmm. Overshawn uh, finally shows up this year. He was part of that big D back class out of Houston area. Or he's not from Houston, but that whole class that um, really, you know, Caden Stearns is is and Jalen Green are the only two guys that have shown their value. Um, yeah. I hate to say it, but I really don't think B.J. Foster has panned out. Um, so it's time for, for DeMarvion to, to show his – he's a big dude. And so I know he's not linebacker big, but I'm really excited to see you know him get on the field as a two-year – Yeah, you just want to see uh, the athleticism, you know. Yeah, just, I mean, they were all ranked so freaking high on that class. So um excited to have more talent on the field instead of just experience. I agree. Okay, so just like answering a big question. If you you've got one big question – like, what is your question that you want answered on offense this year? Does Sam throw for more yards than last year? Mm. Yeah, I, I think mine is similar. Mine is like, you know, can Sam take that next step? I don't I don't think he stalled out last year, but I think his progression from, you know, freshman to sophomore year was a little bit bigger than his progression from sophomore to junior, which is expected. I'm not saying that's not out of the norm, but – you're asking him to be a little bit out of the norm to kind of be out outside um, expectations. Can he do that? Can he hit those deep crossing balls over the middle that we've kind of strayed away from the past couple of years because may not trust his true arm strength. You can trust yeah, his arm, uh, you know, his accuracy, but maybe not his arm strength. He's the most freaking senior freaking quarterback in the big 12. He needs to act and like be able right. to throw anything on the field. He's, right. Increased his yards every year. Obviously, the first year was nothing, but um, he's his interceptions two years ago was like unbelievable. So that's kind of hard to beat. But yeah. the 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 passing. If you take game, away that TCU game, that kind of fucked them. It's a little different. But I, yeah, I, no, I yeah. But the the passing yards, I want to see him go over four thousand this year. So wow, that's big. Okay, what about on defense? What's the uh, you know one big question you want answered? Um, I don't know. Everyone always like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone always says like the standard like, can we force more turnovers? Uh, honestly, I just want to see that D back crew from two years ago like truly be locked down defensive backs that they were in high school. I don't want. I'm so tired of seeing like, freaking uh, Deshaun Jameson be the only one that's like actually trying out there. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, they probably underachieved for the talent that they were um, perceived as coming out of high school. Wow. But I think the the big thing with me is 
can Christian Ash kind of create a defense that's consistent from week to week? Orlando was such like trying to play like match, you know, not even matchups, just like trying to create a brand new defense every single week to try to get an edge. And it sometimes worked like against OU two years ago, but then like against uh, LSU this year or last year. God, no, speaking of LSU this year, we should be packing to go to LSU right now. Um, Oh and, my god! Yeah, you want to oh get? Oh my god! You, you want to get depressed right now? <laughs> oh my god! Jeez! And that and that the worst thing you've heard all day. And that's episode one. Thanks for listening. In. I mean, honestly, we could end it right now, and everyone be like, "Yep, you know what? I get it." <laughs> Anyways, um, but instead, we're playing UTEP on Saturday. Here we are. <laughs> okay. Regardless, what I was saying is that I, w- I would like to see something consistent from week to week. Can he stick together with uh, a game plan and kind of a scheme and just a pure, you know, layout? Just the pure four-two-five. Can we see the same, pretty much thirteen, fourteen guys the entire game? Um, and we'll build off that. I, you know, UTEP's obviously a stepping stone, and we're going to hopefully pummel them into the ground and then build off that from week to week. And by the end, it, the defense itself looks very similar to the last week to what it's going to look like on Saturday. It's basically what I'm saying. And yeah. the preparation they put it in basically over zoom over the past, uh, um, however many months will kind of show itself. Uh, that's what, that's the question I'd like to see. Uh, Okay, let's go into just some quick, stupid little games. Some what is like more likely? What are the odds type thing? What the, What do you think? A, a running back runs over a thousand yards, or we block more than four field goals slash punts? I think we run over a thousand yards. Yeah, someone, I do too. Someone finally runs. Who do you uh, think it is though? That's the question. I God, you know. It really, I mean, that the answer to that question depends on if like Robinson really gets some touches. But I want to, I want to say Keontae like actually wakes up this year. Boom. I, I, I honestly think it's going to be Roshan. I agree. Okay. I agree with you. I think someone will run over a thousand. But I think it's going to be Roshan because I don't. Mm-hmm. I I think that Keontae will hopefully get over this injury. And I mean, you're playing two less games. I mean, you, you want to play the odds. It's a little bit better um, of getting hurt. And yeah, I mean, we haven't had that since 2016. So, right. And, you know, with both of them being healthy, I really don't think they'll play Bijan as much. I know this year doesn't matter for eligibility and all that, but you still just don't want to really kind of thrust them into that spot if you don't need to. Yeah, like burn his confidence. Correct. So, yeah, I I think the thousand yards is uh, a good. We haven't, we have not been like that field goal punt blocking team that we used to be in a long time. No. And, the special teams have obviously struggled over years in the past, but we got the punters, punters cousin and Dicker the kicker. So hopefully that'll work. But yeah, in terms of block and punt coverage and all that, it's a little bit, a little bit different. They always say, you know what drives me crazy whenever our coaches are like, how's they ask them like, what are you gonna do with special teams? They're like you're gonna see a lot more starters out there. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like you never do. You'll see like one, maybe two more. I saw like one deal is like. Uh, Bijan was like one of the kick returners or something like that. No way. I think it's well, well, maybe actually because Deshaun Jameson and him. It was well it was supposed to be Jake Smith, but yeah, now who knows? So maybe, um, maybe yes, maybe no, maybe yes, maybe go fuck yourself. Okay, next more yards. What, Roshan? So more, who's got more yards, Roshan or Eagles passing yards? Well, your answer is going to be receiving, Roshan, receiving yards. I, I think there's too many. I think Tariq Black is going to be the one who gets a lot of the passes. So Seriously? I don't think, Brandon, yeah, I really don't think Eagles is going to be the one who leads the receiving crew. Wow. I mean, I, I don't think he. Whoa. I think it's tough because I don't think that Eagles would be like the the best guy on with a healthy Jake Smith, but now I'm, I don't know. I think he might. And Tariq Black's kind of an unknown at this point. I know he was good and has been in the past, but like it, it's, 
it's still kind of a question mark for me. So I'm still gonna yeah, I'm, I'll probably go. I'll I'll say Rojan rushing just because I guess I went with the the more so. It was okay. The previous, so I'll stick with it. Um, I'll get the last one. More passing touchdowns or sacks? I will remind you, Sam Ellinger had 32, 32 last year. We had 27 sacks. Mm. But you've got an experienced D line in a better, in a Joseph Asai actually playing the position that he's supposed to be playing at that Jack outside linebacker purely rush. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sacks. I'm gonna go sacks too. I, I think they're gonna be unbelievably dominant this year. Yeah, I'm that's thinking. not exactly. It's not like a, a you know the passing touchdowns aren't I, gonna be. I think it's the sacks are gonna be better. I don't. I think it's closer than you think. But because you know Sam taking that next step and all that, but I think this defensive line will be the by far the best unit on the scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, UTEP preview. Let's get into. It. The Myers. Yes. Texas, formerly known as formerly known as Texas uh Western. Yes, Glory Road. Great movie. Go watch it. Uh um, oh, yeah, that is a good movie. Very good movie. They beat, I think, Duke in the championship. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh racism racism in twenty twenty. Didn't they have um, was that the first all black team as well? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Uh the Myers. We're playing an undefeated team. Yeah, so they were uh, the, the one-win team last year over FCS team, the Fighting Blanks of Houston Baptist. I don't even know what the team mascot is of the Houston Baptist University. Actually, really cool-looking school down on 59. You ever want to go Seriously? check it out? Uh, yeah, so they won one game last year. They were absolutely trash. Uh, but they beat the Saint, well, Saint, uh, Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks last week. Um, so that was good good for them that was fun I didn't catch the game but I saw some people tweeting about it Same. I was like Jesus people really care too much um, yep. so they have a quarterback that's good um, <laughs> number 12 Gavin Hardison uh, threw a pretty good game last week for 200 plus yards his number one target is, is Jacob Cowling who's number six so I think if you know, there's anyone on the field to keep an eye on as the number six. So yeah, there you I, go. I was reading about it. I saw that counting was pretty good. Um, in terms of their offense, it looks like it's you know pretty, pretty much pro style. Maybe a couple, a little Your bit. Your pro style. Thank you. Um, under center, but don't don't expect that quarterback to be running a lot. Is basically what I'm getting at. On defense, I I think it's actually pretty pretty god awful. Which is wait, do we have fans of the game? Yeah, uh, oh. you're, you're talking to one, bro. You're going? Um, yeah, I'm going. You're Are you not? Serious? Why would no. I not go? Wow. Where's your ticket? It's 40 rows higher than it normally should be. <laughs> Holy crap, I didn't know I didn't know anyone was actually going. Yes, dude. I'm going to be part of the 25% proud. That's hilarious. I mean, I, I just want to see what it's like. I, don't, I just want to see that. I mean, talk about a game day atmosphere report next week. That's going to be, yeah, you know. Electric. Electric. Um, Anywho, yeah. Let's get into some predictions. We're putting a big caveat on these predictions because we know what is going on in the world, and they may not mean anything. But we're still going to do it. We're just going to keep our hopes, and hopefully everything will be fine. Okay, we'll start off with individual art Texas win predictions. John, uh, I think we go eight and two with losses at the very end of the season to Kansas State, and they lost to. I don't want to say this because I know you're going to say on your next one, but Oklahoma State on Halloween. So see, it's I yeah okay. I say nine and one. I think we beat Oklahoma. They're starting. Oh boy. They're starting a true left tackle, or starting a true freshman at left tackle, which is unprecedented. And Spencer Rattler is obviously very highly rated and all that, but still kind of an unknown. So I think we do beat OU, but I think we lose to Oklahoma State at, at Halloween. Still, water weird things happen. Um, it's just it's a funky game, and they're going to be really good this year with Sanders, Tylen Wallace, and Chuba Hubbard. I mean, that is three of, like, 
I don't know if you could find a, a better quarterback, running back, wide receiver in college football, especially this year when it's you know you take out Justin Fields and Ohio State and Penn State and all that. So yeah, I I think nine and one. However, this will kind of get into our Big Twelve predictions, I guess. I think we beat them in the championship. I, I you know beating a team twice is obviously so tough. That's old hockey mantra, but whatever. I think we will beat them in the championship. So I think going into the Big 12 predictions, into the season, Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, I, I think K-State is kind of a sneaky, going to be a semi-good team. And then Yeah, that uh, North Dakota State coach has now got a few years underneath his belt in the right. Big 12. So Yeah, I I agree. What 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 do you think, you know, pure Big 12-wise? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's either, you know, your top three are very clear. It's Texas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. After that, it's kind of a pretty large middle pack that's just going to beat each other up. You know, do I think, you know, based on my record prediction, I think it's going to come down to a tiebreak for second place. So, I don't know. I, I think I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State actually end up playing for the Big 12 championship. Wow. Uh, ye of little faith. Your little faith. Good one. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I think that um if we get there um the bedlam will be uh, i don't know are they playing bedlam at the end of the year yeah, that's a good question i don't know anyways what do you think what about okay let's go back to this weekend what do, we are jumping all over the place but what about this weekend what do, what do you think happened what's the final score bedlam is not at the end of the year by the way really? um okay texas versus wait, wait, the university of Te- uh, like middle of november Seriously? uh Texas versus the University of Texas at El Paso. Um, Are they under the same like school? You know that type of thing. Yes, that is all within the University of Texas system. system. Yes, really good system, by the way. They did a good job with that. Great system. Yeah, the um, best system. Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, do I think we cover forty-two and a half? No, no way. I think we go uh-huh. 38-7. <laughs> I'll say fifty-two ten. I think we kind of pour That's it on. That's cute. Like right at the line. Good job. What do you bet? Thank you. Uh, we don't cover. It's 42 and a half. We don't cover. It's close. Dicker the kicker late. Herman decides to kick instead of go for the touchdown on the seven-yard line. That was really specific. All right. Now for the All big right. dog. I don't care. It's going to happen. We're just going to have faith that it's going to happen. What are your playoff predictions? Um, I honestly don't know like all four, but I just know Clemson's going to win the national championship. But I'm going to go. I don't know. It's so lame because say Clemson and Bama, but yeah, you just got to go with a one-two, boom, boom, pal, right there. Um, and then I don't know. I I don't know if you give the loser of the SEC championship game of the spot. So I'm going to go Clemson. Oh, who the hell would be the third place SEC team? Third place? Yeah. Third in the SEC or third in the playoff? Third place in the SEC. Auburn? Maybe Florida? Yeah, but you can't punish. Yeah, that's tough. It's, going, can't to be, punish. it's going to be Bama, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, something like that. Yeah, I think it's if we're given that Clemson and Bama are in, and then it, it, I, I truly just don't know the rest of the way. Yeah, I agree with you. I think going from one to four, I would go Clemson, Georgia, Bama, and then in the fourth spot. Weird year, no Big Twin, no Pac-12. I think Oklahoma State makes it. Yes, I think that we beat them in the Big 12 championship, but I also think that they will get in. I think that – Chuba Hubbard and Spencer Sanders, Tom Wallace, those guys are just going to be lighting it up. It's a weird year. Everyone's going to be slobbering all over them, and they're going to put them in. And it's going to piss us off probably, which is fine. You know, it's a weird year, but whatever. But then after that, I, I think I would actually go Georgia-Clemson. Um, Bama returns a lot on defense and some good uh, receivers, but Mac Jones at quarterback is a little different than Tua. So, I like Georgia. Do you know who the starting quarterback of Georgia is? No. I'll give you a hint. Texas has played him before. Uh, 
No. JT Daniels. Hmm. Transferred there. Um, two years ago? A year ago? Whatever. So, yeah, I'll say Georgia Clemson, Clemson wins. I know it's easy, but I don't give a fuck. Whatever. It's weird here. Let's go to games of the week. There's only two of them. Syracuse at North Carolina, 11 a.m. ACC Network. There's only like <laughs> 10 games on, but God forbid we can't have it on national television. Can Mackey Mac replicate what he did last year? I can't really believe they used to a pay-per-view, by the way. Yeah, $55. You want to pay for that? What is this, like 2003? Like, no. <laughs> Disgusting. North Carolina's minus 22. Um, that Sam Howell kid, that quarterback, is very, very good. I think he was a true freshman last year, and he was really fun to watch. They should have beat Clemson. Yeah, um, no, that would have been interesting. I remember that was his worst play call ever. That was, yeah, that's the time that I was sitting there, sitting next to someone who will not be named, who I might be dating, and said, wow, that coach looks a lot like Mac Brown. Um, I think uh, North Carolina covers, though, minus 22. I th- like half the world is on North Carolina. It's at like 84% of the money's on North Carolina, but I still think they cover. Hey, were you dating her last year? Uh, yes. Okay. Didn't know this is her first season while you were dating. Wait, was I? Yes. No, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. How long have you been dating? Don't make me look bad. Um, How long have you been dating? Almost a little over a year and a half. What day did y'all start dating? <sighs> Joseph White and Sarah Bronner's wedding day, which was December 7th. Don't quote me on that. All right, Clemson awake for us, 6.30 on ABC. <laughs> Ow. Clemson as at minus 33. Trevor Lawrence getting the boys going. May I remind you, that last year Clemson really got off to a slow start, and I don't think they covered until like their fifth game. So I Wake Forest lost their quarterback in Jamie Newman, even though he's not playing. He transferred to Georgia, but still isn't playing. Um, I don't know what to pick on this game. I think the over is like something at like sixty-two or something. I I would probably take the over, but that's that's tough. Yeah, I'm really interested in like the quality of like play this weekend. Honestly, just the, how sloppy some games might be in the first half. Um, in terms of, you know, like just delay games, just the, yeah. just the logistical the little stuff. Yeah, the little stuff of a football game that like we all take for granted based on the amount of time that these kids practice. You know, it, it's truly quite amazing if you ever would read into how much practice goes into freaking the product on the field on a Saturday. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of sloppy play, a lot of turnovers. Um, so you're saying take the over? No. I'm, I don't really give a crap about the two games of the week because I don't care about those teams. But Dude, I think I think the – yeah, no. I just think it's going to be really interesting this week to just be like, okay, this is the first like time any of these guys are you know, going up against other teams and it's, it's actual good teams, not just knockoff teams like the Big 12 is doing. So um, we'll see. I think uh, – what time is our game? Seven? Seven on the Unicorn Network. Good. Good. Yeah, by the way, everyone makes fun of that the whole like Longhorn Network thing. Good thing you don't have to pay for pay-per-view to watch your team. So, yeah. Thank you, up. John. Good, good quote. All right. Well, that's all we've got. Last thing. America. We're starting something a little bit new this year. If you've been listening up until this point, you're obviously a true and loyal fan, and we thank you for that. Well, so, you will be rewarded. Webb may not be eligible for this because he might be the only one listening to this. And it's really... It's, car- it's partly an experiment, and it's partly a reward for people who listen this long. We would like to grow the podcast. We would like to basically not generate money, but get the word out a little bit more. And through that, we would like to be offering some advertisements throughout. You can sponsor whatever you want. You can sponsor a segment. You can sponsor games of the week. You can sponsor the preview for the game. You can pro- sponsor what we, you know the the week before and going over the game film and all that so we are offering three 30 second advertisements slash sponsors for free whatever you want you write oh, down free? something for 30 seconds and we will say it i don't care what it is we will say it on this so if you're listening to it now the first three people that text me call john i don't care contact either of us we'll get three or sorry, we'll get a free 30 second ad. 
As long as it's PG-13. Mm, R, but uh, TV. Sure. Okay. All right. We. But hook them horns. Good luck at the game this weekend. Don't get COVID. Yeah, that'll be fun. Wearing a mask. Well, I made sure to ask my ticket guy. I was like, is there for sure going to be beer sold? He's like, yes. I was like, okay, I'll be there. That's. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, think about it. Would you Would you go to the game? You know, if you have if you have your dad's tickets right now, would you go to the game? Um. What if they told you that you could for sure drink beer? You have to wear a mask the whole time, except for when you're drinking beer. Would you? Is there a band? Like, I'm no. sorry. Is there like anything? No, no cheerleaders. Or no, sorry. Cheerleaders is the only thing there. Are you sure? I know the answer you want me to say is yes. Um, go sure. Um, if that opportunity was in my lap, I'm going to take it for next year. I would go. But I just, I don't really, I don't know. I'm like, my whole thing on college football is like, the yeah, atmosphere in the scene. There's no scene. So I'm going to create my own scene. I'm like, Okay. I can't hear it. I can't hear you. I, I literally says I lost you. What? I don't know. It says I lost you. What do you mean you lost me? I don't know. It literally says connection lost on Skype call. Oh, fuck. My internet's out. God damn it. I got my internet's on other pages right now.